I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Let's get into games, boys. Raiders defeat the Bulldogs, 34-30. to 30. I think the score flatters the Dogs, but I do think that what I love about the Dogs this year is that they stay in every single game, regardless of if they're missing players or it's just not going their way or they're making dumb decisions. They stay in games. They hang in there. They hang in there. But the Raiders, once again, just a gutsy, gutsy win. It is still a concern they're allowing teams back into the match. And I think that when you get up against the big dog sides, they'll make you pay. But at the end of the day, the Raiders right now, as we speak, you know, they are sitting ninth. So equal on points, nine points. <clears throat> Sorry, equal on points, 12 points. Now, look, what's crazy <laughs> is third through to ninth is all on 12 points. So they've won the same amount of games as the Panthers, which is crazy to think when you consider the Raiders' year. Let's say you just read the headlines and you sat back and you went, like you read the headlines and you watched press conferences, but you didn't know the results of each game and you didn't watch the games. You'd think the Raiders are having a disastrous year, but they're not. They're battling. I'll go to you first, Timmy. It was a carbon copy of last year, like the start of the season, wasn't it? The really slow start, then just started stringing them together. What's that? I think four on the trot now. And what's most exciting to me is, well, firstly, we were sitting there watching the game. We're, we're at it live, and the Raiders got out to a bit of a lead at one point, and Matty goes, oh, they're going to get away with this and put a score, and I'm like, the Raiders don't win by margins. Like, it's always tight. Then the doggies ground their way back into it, but two weeks on the trot, scoring 30-plus points. Mm. Speaking of like dog fights, the Raiders love getting into a dog fight and gritting out a you know a, a 16, 14 win that sort of thing. But I've sort of questioned at times whether we have the strike to, to put points on the board. So to go back to back weeks, thirty plus points, very good sign for us. I, I think two two reasons: <coughs> Timoko, Corey Horsburgh. I think you've finally found your thirteen. Horsburgh has to stay there. That's it. They cannot leave him possibly there. think about moving him. Long term. So impressive. I, I look back to that. Was it the 2020 season he got injured? 
yeah. I'm so confident he would have played Origin. He would have, yeah. And I reckon he would have stayed in that team. That injury has been so costly for him. Because mm. right now he is playing well and truly good enough to be picked in the Origin arena. But, mate, as per usual, every single Queensland forward in the goddamn country has been on fire for the last month. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it was the injury was just before Origin 1 from yeah. memory. Against the Eels? Yep. Eels, 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 yeah, yeah, the foot, the foot yeah. injury. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't want to jinx it, but the, the forward pack for the Queensland side right now is is, is getting scary in regards to, a, you know, a frothing Cotter, a frothing Carrigan, Fafida. It's harder to pick who misses Shit. instead of who makes it. Yeah, which is a couple of years ago, we could barely put a forward pack together. Yeah. You got Lindsay Collins, you got Papali'i, you got uh, Christian Welsh. I reckon Mo Fodawaker's playing the best footy he's ever played. Right Waker, 100%. Tino. Tino. Um, oh. So it's going to be interesting to see who makes weight. Kafusi, obviously. Like, uh, so hopefully we can keep this form up, though. We don't, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying, like, I still think that the forward packs are probably equal on paper. Um, but it's been a few years where you could say that, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, but let's get to the Raiders first, then we'll get to the Doggies. Um, as I said, hasn't Timoko... I remember a few years ago, Guru, you was, this is before I think he'd played much footy, much mm. NRL... And you had got mail that he had basically got that spot no matter what. And I think it was Croker that was, it was Croker that was maybe making way or or was under pressure or something. Anyway, it was it was about eighteen months I ago. I got it off a real ugly, annoying mate. Oh, that, <laughs> that was your mail. Well, fuck. There you go. There you it was go. Was about the start of last year, wasn't you? Asking for I a draft site. Super draft. Are you like, is he cemented or what? I'm like, he's cemented every two days leading into the season. Are you sure? <laughs> well, you, know, you know probably where that came from, me. Because I was going like, I thought he'd play well in the games he yeah. played, but to cement a spot, that's pretty hectic. But I think we're starting to see why he had cemented the spot 18 months ago. We said it three or four weeks ago, and every week I feel more confident saying he's a strike centre in rugby league. He's an yep. absolute gun. If he, you know, if he, respectfully, if he wasn't playing for Canberra, if he was playing for one of the big Sydney sides... He would have so much attention around him. Oh, 100%. He gets so many limited opportunities in games, but he takes all of them. And it comes back to, was it that was it the semi-final last year where he took on Munster one-on-one? He must put him oh, in the grandstand. Yeah. Like, mm. he, oh, he's such a good player. How well did he, like, again, watching, I've seen Matty play a lot, but this could be the best I've ever seen him. How well did he move? Like, yeah. he had a one-on-one there at one point, just like, in and away, bang, see ya. Holy, that, his movement... Quick enough with his, he's so strong. We know that. So he's strong. like, and it's it's a blueprint of great centers that they can beat you in so many ways. Mm. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good age. point. That's a good point yeah. too. Like, it's not just a in and away. It's not just a flick pass or a right foot. It's like genuinely, I'll run over ya. I'll in and away ya. I'll right foot ya or left foot ya. I'll fend ya, or I'll have soft hands. Yeah, and then you look at his defense and you're like, and he's defensively sound. It's almost a, that curse of the origin. Arena because he's a Kiwi, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. It's like, like if he could play Origin, then his name's in the paper more because he's a smoky. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and you get more. But at the moment, he's just flying under the radar. You talked about his defense too. Like from memory, he was the one that cost you against the Dolphins. Come with a poor read on that last play, didn't you? You could see how devastated he was by that. Put that game out of my memory, so I can't help you. <laughs> Sorry, mate. But since then, he has. I, I don't recall. <laughs> Poor defensive reader, or poor well, defensive As a centre, 93.1% tackle efficiency, which is probably the best in the game. If not, as in the best in the game for a centre. 
93.1% tackle efficiency as a centre is almost otherworldly. Yeah. You know how hard it is to not miss tackles out at centre? Like you're making one-on-ones all day. All, all day long. And you're almost, you've got to choose to jam in. So you've got, when you're screaming in, you've got less time to make decisions. They're like, yeah. So Timoko is just so good to watch. It's, I mean, he's got, he's got is, it, is this career? Oh, I was going to say, I thought he had 12 tries this year. But he's got three tries, four try assists, six line break assists, um, averaging 162 metres from centre. Yeah. From centre, and then obviously with a ninety-three point one percent tackle efficiency, and you, you're not hearing him being talked about in the top tier centres. But when you talk about form centres of the competition, Tim Ocock is one of them. But like period, and I, I think that you'd be crazy not to say that he's one of the form centres of the competition right now. And I, I don't know exactly. I could be wrong, Tim, but he started last year at left centre. Then they moved him to right. Mm. So I don't even know if he's on his preferred side. Oh, that is fucking scary. That is actually fucking scary. If he's on his bad side doing this, jeez Louise. But as I said, like, well, what? So walk us through because when he, Guru told me about the mail, like he's locked in. I was wasn't against it, but I was always like, that's not what happens in NRL squads usually. When you play like four or five games, and then the next year the coach goes not nah, locked in in the in the preseason. But the wraps they must have had on this kid mm. must have been huge. Just killed it every opportunity that he got, and I think. You mentioned around the time Croak had had a lot of injury troubles. Seb Chris, who's become such a stalwart of this Raiders side, he was like, you know, fringy at the time. Mm. He's been in and out a little bit, really cemented his spot in the side this year and even the back end of last year. Mm. But, well, Seb Chris also, uh, might have been the year before, might have been 2021 or 2020. 2020, I think it was. 2020 had the whole season out. Because he went home for COVID or something like that? Yeah, I think there's a bit of personal stuff yeah, going okay. on and he was sort of getting himself right. So he yep. wasn't around the scene and Maddie just took the opportunity with like a weakened uh, Raiders centre spot to yep. took it on his own and killed it. So Mate, didn't give him a choice and you can see why now. So good. Our man, Rapana, two tries. Love it. Absolutely love it. I love watching him play, man. Because he's like – it's. we always talk about it on the podcast where – I can't cop players not having a dig and making mistakes. Kills me. But if a player is constantly having a dig and he might hit a bit of a bad batch of form, let's say he has three or four games where you're going, raps, come on, bros, please. Because Rapana is trying his heart out in every match, I think most Raiders fans and footy fans go, oh, that's just raps, like he's just ripping in. It'll come good, it'll come good. And it always comes good with him. It always comes good with him. And he's, I think he's playing great footy. If, you, if you're a winger opposing him, like I imagine every winger would spend every week with a check sheet. Of, you know, uh, certain things you have to watch from your opposing winger. What do you do to prepare for a he, he goes all day. He'd he, say, write down your list of things and then prepare for the opposite. Because yeah. that's what he'll give you. He went over a couple of years ago and signed the big Japanese rugby deal. Start of COVID. Mm. Got over there. Didn't play a game because COVID hit. Hardly had a preseason or anything because of the same, for that reason. Came back, signed with the Raiders a bit further down the track and came back really, started slow. Mm. Wasn't damaging with the ball at all, which is the, you know, story of his career. And you're going, oh, you know, he's getting older. Went over to Japan for a little bit. Didn't happen for him. Is he done? And he's just like, no. Nah. He's just going and going and going. He's just getting that match fitness back. Yeah. I thought there's no way him coming back from Japan mm. <clears throat> that he would at that age be able to fight his way back into an already 
position where you guys have some good young guys coming through. Like, are they going to hit their straps straight away? No, but like you got Harley Smith Shields and you've got obviously Chris, you've got Timoko, Savage coming through. So it's not like you didn't have outside backs. Uh, then you've, you've even got the, the guy with the headgear. I forgot his name. He's played Schiller. Schiller. So it's not like you don't have anyone. But for him to play so well that not only did he get his spot back, he is the number one winger at that comp, uh, in that team right now. And what's really good for the Raiders at the moment is on that, and it's something we've always had, again, probably because we don't trap big names, it means we do generally have pretty good depth across the board. Mm. Corey Howard and Naira played reserve guard on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Albert Hopper-Wide, I saw a quote, missed the game on the weekend because his sister's waiting or something like that. And there's a quote from Ricky saying, you know, like he... He's playing too good that he hasn't dropped out of our side, so the spot will be there when he gets back. Mm. So now they've brought Savage back in on the wing, obviously. Yeah. Initially, when this sort of all happened and we knew Savage was coming back, I'm like, all right, Seb Chris probably goes to centre in place of Croak even after the first win or two, and, and Savage goes to fullback. All of a sudden, now you're going, Croak's four from four. You cannot drop him. Xavier came back on the wing. Ricky obviously loves Hopper White and what he's been doing. So Hopwide probably comes back in for Xavier Savage. The other one I was thinking, like, if Xavier comes back at fullback, does Seb Chris move and play on the wing, keep his yardage, his carries and all that to be so, still effective? We've got such good depth and yeah. players are fit. We're, yeah, not – fortunes have turned pretty quickly. Um, Tarpanet thought he was solid again up front. Uh, yeah, probably isn't at his barnstorming best yet, but what it's almost like I actually like that because – once he does start hitting his straps, like you're already put, putting wins together and basically sitting inside the eight in regards to if one of the top from four down or three down have a loss and you win, boom, you're straight in the eight. Yeah. And so if you're getting these wins without him, barnstorming, without Papali'i, when they do start to hit their straps, far out. And Ricky always does this with his strike forwards. He sort of plays the long game with him. He did it throughout just Papali'i's career and even taps last year. Mm. Open the up playing 45 to 50 minutes. Yep. And as the season went on and he always did with Papali'i, he'd build them up, build them up, build them up. And then sort of by mid-season to, you know, around 16 to 20, he'd start playing those 55 to 60 minutes. And that's when they go whack. Yeah. You know, it's a long year ahead. Don't break him early. Um, Hudson Young, once again, another solid game. But, yeah, look, I've I, I got to admit, it would have been like... Three weeks ago, I think me and you, Guru, before the show, we sat down and you asked me, what do you reckon about the Raiders? And I said, I don't think they can make the eight. I just mm. I just thought, well, first of all, I thought the Cowboys would turn it around. Mm. I thought the Sharkies would be more consistent. And I just thought the Broncos would take that spot off them. But now, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Which at the same time, that thought process that you had, I had, that's exactly where Ricky wants us. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a great Shout point. out to... the. Um, Zach Wolford wasn't picked in the first four weeks. <laughs> He's come back, came off the bench week one against Newcastle. They lost that. He then started the next game and they've won four from five. Mm. And you know what? Did the same last year when he, yep. he came yeah. in about mid-season. I can't remember exactly. But maybe about round 10 or 11. And they were on this massive winning streak. So it's one of the ones where you sit there and go, you know, he's not a superstar. He doesn't stand out on the field. But the Raiders are getting results with him, aren't they? 100%. He's a classic example of he only plays 20 minutes, but if you win that first 25 minutes, yeah, it yeah. takes you a long way. Well, it's similar to what Penrith tried to do with Mitch Kenny and Abby yep. Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Just like, look, let's just be strong this first 20, good, solid. We get the, the I guess, the firing hooker on at around the 20-minute mark to get the points on the board when the game's a bit looser. And for those that are new to the podcast or don't know Zach Wolford, he was playing second and third grade rugby union two years ago. <laughs> Career was 
done and dusted. Working for Snowden Horse Racing in the stables and doing stuff with them. No way. Yeah, yeah good. Awesome. That's a gr- I love those kind of stories. So Raiders fans, good win. And, and you're, you're almost like you're this definitely out of the teams that have the same points in the eight, I do think the Raiders are flying under the radar probably the most. Like, as I said, if you just read the headlines and you didn't watch the results and you didn't watch the games or whatever, you'd think that the Raiders are in probably 14th mm. right now. Sitting ninth, equal equal third, which is crazy. Crazy to think they've won the same amount of games as the Panthers, <laughs> you know? It is. Um, and, like, I'm sure that people say, oh, well, their draw hasn't been as hard or something like that and or whatever, but you can only play what's in front of you. And also, I tell you what, Raiders fans, you know better than anyone, you were in a way, way worse position this time last year than you're in right now. Yeah. Last year, you'd fucking won two from your first eight or something. Yeah. Now you're sitting... Pretty ready to go. And it's all about the more I like do media and content uh, around rugby league, far out that first 10 weeks is important. If you drop the ball too quick, too much in that first 10, uh, 10 weeks, your whole, se- uh, whole season's ruined because you're just chasing points. And also not going to be overly impacted around origin time. Yeah. There's Josh Papaletti who will probably be off the bench for them, Rhodes. Yeah. Papa, Jackie White will be fresh now for it all. Yeah. So Hutto Young might sneak into the Blues, but. We've uh, looking all right. Well, I mean, when you've got Corey Huddleweir and Ida to come in, you're, yeah. you're, you're pretty good depth-wise yeah. there. Yeah. And as for, you know, the people that make the argument about the easy draw and whatnot, there is never an easy game in the NRL, and there sure as fuck isn't an easy game this year. I'll yeah, say this, this year more year. than ever, yeah. hey? Two weeks ago, I would have said to you, there isn't an easy game unless you've got the Tigers. They've beaten Penrith yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> no, there crazy. is no easy game. Um, so great stuff for the Raiders. They've really set themselves up in a much stronger position than they did last year. And last year they went on a, a run and, you know, had a lot of teams like, oh, shit, like we might have to worry about the Raiders. Uh, now let's get on to the Doggies. Oh, man, just really silly decisions it's at certain points of the game hurt them. But it's hard to be too critical of this doggy side because of the amount of injuries that they've had, the lack of time they've had together when it comes to um, pairings. So... I mean, we've got to be critical because they didn't play their best rugby league. But the game ended up 34-30. to 30. I will say the one bit that I was a bit surprised at, I felt in crucial times at the end of the game, whether it was he didn't call for enough or whether the team wasn't aware of it or whether someone was calling overs calls, I think the ball should have been getting to Matty Burton's hands more than it was. Yep. Um, look, I love a young fella in Oluwapu coming on and confident as anything. I love that. I really do. But there's a time and a place. And I think it was the game was kind of in the balance and he did, I think, two chip chases. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> it's, 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 look, you see the benefit of it. Look, look at Reese Walsh. Look what Reese Walsh is doing right now. That's the benefit of it. So that's what we'll see from Oluwapu. Eventually, that chip chase will come off and we'll all call him a superstar. But I do think, so I actually don't think it's, his fault that he was getting the ball. It's more Reed Marnie and Burton's fault. They're the ones that should be saying, no, no, the ball comes this way, Oluwapu, get on the edge. You're the tip of the spear, wear the spear. Um, that, that's, that's if I'm being super critical of the doggies because it's hard to be critical. But they are in a tough spot though when you're like, and it, like the, the hardest thing about Carl is that he's too talented not to be there, mm. but he has to make these mistakes to learn and they're trying to balance it out with Obviously, starting Josh Reynolds, moving him in and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, like I, I would imagine that Birdo would also – he'd want to give the kid some ball and some confidence mm. as well. So it's a tough balancing act. And I, I reckon that Canterbury is 
like I don't think there's any argument that they, like they've been incredibly unlucky this year with their injuries and everything. It is it's been brutal, and I just think that they're going fuck. Whilst it's raining, we're just going to take this opportunity to blood this kid. Go through oh the man, now. I love it. And, like yeah. I mean, I'd go as far to say is. I think Carl Oluwapu should be wearing the six jersey within two to three weeks, maybe. Yeah. Because the thing is, is when you watch him play, you're not sitting there going, oh, this guy isn't ready for first grade. You know, it's just these little moments. And as I said, I don't blame him for those moments. I, I say Reed Marnie and Matty Burton, you are the senior players. Yeah. You should be putting Carl in a position to break the game open rather than him trying to break the game open. Um so it's definitely not a knock on Carl Oluapu at all. Like it's more just if you have to be super critical about the moments that happened, that was the moments where I was like, I think Maddie needed to be a Maddie Burton and yeah. Reed needed to be a bit more senior and just go. And I think similar to Reese Walsh, the example you used at the Warriors last year, sometimes I felt Reese Walsh was taking on too much. Yeah. Trying to be the guy too much. But I think now you see that he's in a good system and whatnot. Like the 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 that's getting on the front foot, you see the advantage of that. I think Carl's a very similar guy. 100%. You've got I to remember as wait. well with Carl, you know, for, and I, I know we all understand he's young and everything, but just remember, he's only played six games in New South Wales Cup. So. <laughs> Mate, he's incredible. Like, I am shocked at how physically ready he is. Yeah. I, I couldn't, when he made his debut, I couldn't believe how much it didn't look like an, a 17, 18, 19 year old on the field. Like, usually, you know, you can see in the contact, you're, it's, it's a bit like, yep. couldn't see that with him. Yeah. He is going to be something. He's a beast. And you oh, look right. at, Something I come back to all the time, but combinations. Look how hard this is for the doggies at the moment. You've got Matty Burton, who hadn't played with Josh Reynolds before. Flano's obviously out of the side now. Then they get an 18-year-old in Carl Oluwapu, who would have run the show his entire life in the junior grades. Yeah. He comes in, new halves partner mid-game, and then they've got Reid Marnie, who is also come from another club. So it's like four blokes trying to intertwine. And then Hayes Perham at the back. Yeah. So, and and a bunch at, of injuries in the forwards. Exactly right. So they, like, they've had so many things go against them. And to have all that and still put 30 points on the Raiders, who traditionally are a pretty good defensive outfit, mm. there's still so many good signs. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I said from the top, it's yeah. hard to be critical of the Bulldogs when you look at – you really have a look at what is going on there at the moment. Like, they put 30 points on a Raiders side after getting – put it this way, this Bulldog side two years ago – if, that, if the Raiders get out to that start, there is no way in hell they're coming back yeah. like that. And I think that's the beauty that Canterbury fans need to look at, that despite you're not winning a stack of games right now, if you put this Canterbury side against any Canterbury side of the last two years, I reckon they absolutely give it to them. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, you're totally right, Guru. Don't focus too much on where you are at the ladder. No one, look, yeah, I know a lot of, um, and they still might make the eight because it's such a congested field, but... I know there's a lot of Bulldogs fans that would have been hopeful with all these signings. Oh, we'll make the eight first year, but I promise you, when it clicks, it is going to be a scary, scary beast. When you have your full 17 on the field with games under their belt together, they are building something nicely there. I promise you that. I, pr- I mean, look at Preston, for example. Well, that's – and, like, you look at Preston, for example. Now, many Most people didn't know who he was in the preseason. He then came on and exploded. They've had to move him from right side to left side because mm. they've had to play Corey Riddell in the side who just fits on that edge better. So, and as you said, like just a bit of pain now. I look at Canberra and I go, they've got their hooker, 5'8 and half back for a decade now. It's Yeah. Put it this way, I would rather be right now, I'd rather be in the dog's position than the dragon's position. And the guy you're getting at fullback, there's a couple of question marks about him as a one, but he, I mean, name a player in our game that is still playing right now that has come up with more bigger plays than Stephen Crichton. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got critter to come. You got critter to come. So, 
I know it's a bit painful as Doggies fans and you look at the ladder and you go, oh, we're sitting 15th. and But decimated by injury, you've got a six that's moved into seven. You've got a teenager coming off the bench. You've got a Reynolds who is 34, 35, just come back from overseas. Um, I really don't think it's time to stress. I don't think it's time to panic. Stay confident in what they're doing because I think they're building something mm. pretty special. Remember how devastating it was in the preseason when Luke Thompson got injured? Mm. I haven't heard his name be said in the last six weeks. Like he, he is, His injury is so far off coming back that people almost forget that he's still to come back. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And like, Chris Patola is next week or, or next probably two weeks. Who I know we've only seen bits and pieces of him, but they love him at the club. They've yeah. got such uh, high regard for him. So really can see him get back and <laughs> it'll help a lot. And like it could, you could, there's a world where, there's a world where, <laughs> um, Critter plays one, Hayes Perham could end up on the wing. I, I could see him working at wing, being almost like a Brian Toto kind of heaps of hit-ups. Not obviously Brian Toto is in his own league, but just heaps of hit-ups, great footwork, really strong. We know he's good under the high ball. Crossfield kicks, we'll see how he goes in regards to getting up against, but does Bizza have a problem with that? No. So I could see him on the wing. And they've already got a Brian Toto and Kiraz. Yeah, Kiros. I mean, I love Kiros. Uh, so we'll talk about Jacob Preston. Holy heckers. Like, he has just come out of absolute... I thought that he'd come off the bench, show some some talent and some excitement, and you'd all be going, sitting there going, yeah, like, okay, we've got this guy for the future. I mean, he's nearly already there in regards to the standard he needs to be at, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, obviously playing for the Bears last year, and the Roosters don't whiff on too many. And for him to walk out of this system and do what he's done, it's incredible. Yeah. You do not see it very often. And it, I guess it's a wrap to Serraldo's ability to coach. Is when you get a guy that's in a system where, you know, they are kings at picking, like, this guy should stay, this guy should stay. And they go, no, nah, you know, we, we don't need to keep this guy. Comes across to the doggies. And top five form back rowers at the moment. Top ten, awesome. top ten maybe, even if it's top ten. Keep in mind, in a pack that's decimated, and this bloke in his first season in the NRL is stepping up and being outstanding all season. Yeah, and so if you're like, if you said, okay, right now purely on form, he's in the top ten back rowers. <laughs> it's not bad. I'd love to know when he left the Roosters why they made that decision. Mm, like, yeah. like the Roosters don't make random decisions. There would have been a reason. There would have been reasons they told him. He's obviously gone away and worked on it. I'd love to know what they what the were. story was. Yeah. Maybe they were just chockers for... Maybe. Or yeah. maybe they did want to keep him, but they didn't have spots in their top squad. Mm. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, like when he signed with Canterbury, I didn't look and go, oh, but there's a spot there for him. Mm. But often the way players you get players like him across is by saying, we promise you a first grade top 30 squat spot. Yeah, yeah, fair. And yep. they go, okay, sweet, security. I know I'm going to be in the first grade. Whereas Roosters might have been like, oh, we, you can come train with us, but we've already filled out mm. yeah. our top yeah, 30. Fair. That may have happened. Maybe they, they just missed it. I mean, plenty. Uh, every single club has missed... Um, I think he just seems to be a good bloke too. Yeah, I know. Great haircut too. Uh, the, I think the only the only club that doesn't miss has never missed is probably the Storm. I, and yeah, you go. I was just say, look at the Roosters. They have so many edge back mm-hmm. rowers. Yeah, both the Butcher Boys, Tupanua and Crichton, like yeah. a lot of edges. So maybe they were just like, we just don't have a spot for you. Um, I want to shout out to my boy Jake Everbrillo. <laughs> Mate, off. He. You look at the size of him, you go, where does he fit? I know that we were quite bullish on the fact that he wasn't a half. 
you know, probably wasn't even like we thought that if you were going to start putting it at fullback, put him there early to build the combinations. But centre was probably where we thought he would end up. But geez, I didn't think he'd have this much impact this quickly at centre. And you know what? I, I even at centre, I watch him. I'm like, is he a centre? Yeah. I don't. I don't even know what Jake Averill. And to be honest, with you, I don't know if Jake Averill knows what he is. I think he can do so many things at such a high click. Because I mean, even when he was playing halfback, like he wasn't the answer, but he wasn't dreadful. No. I was also going to say like. When he was played at fullback and played in the halves, it was with a dog side that, yep. let's be realistic, weren't offering a lot at yeah. all. Yeah. If you throw him into that spot now, particularly when they get their full strength pack back, maybe it could be his spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at him and you go, he actually, if you had to just go, you haven't seen him play, but you can see him train and everything, he probably suits a modern six mm. because he can yeah. ball play, great ball runner. But I think he's doing a fantastic job out in the centres. And I love this. Kiraz Averillo combination. As I said, they're like almost like the odd ones. You just mm. you, you you go to these other team sheets and you go, oh, that center wing combination, like shit, like we don't have to worry about that. Whereas like you go to Averillo and Kiraz, they don't have the biggest names, so a lot of people just underestimate them. And every single time they impact games. Yeah, and so, and a, sorry, mate. No, no, you go. And yeah. a coach's dream in that. Every coach loves like the, the value of a, just a utility can put in anywhere at any stage when you're picking your team for that week particularly when you're picking your bench and you go oh shit if this person goes down we don't have a fullback yeah, or good point. we don't have a hooker or this or that like to have someone in your starting 13 that there's any injury in the back from one to seven he can slot in there and do a job seamlessly yeah. it's so so valuable and not only is he in your starting 17 he's good in it you know yeah, how yeah. some people are like they're there just because of their utility mm. and you're like oh, he, he does a job for us and he's there because he can cover no he's actually playing yeah. mad at centre yeah like if you're injured or anything this can't even sudden he fills in for you you're nervous mm, I can know I can know like yeah if you put, put it this way like Hayes gets injured or whatever and he goes back there definitely could see him killing it if you give him three weeks in any spot he can mm. impress there I've got to say Hayes Perham's been winning me over he has yeah, yeah he's been winning me over look is his ball playing the best no, but I just love how hard he goes. Yeah. Every game, he is ripping and tearing. He doesn't let his teammates down ever. There's never a game where I go, oh, fuck. Hayes just stood out the back and bloody did nothing. And that's what, like, I remember in the All-Stars game, he threw a couple of woeful passes all over the place, but we said then, fuck, he's a goer, though. He's a goer. Until he has a crack. Yeah, yeah, I love it, mate. I love I love those kind of players. And, and who maybe, maybe he does work on his ball playing. And maybe Critter does go in the centre or something like that. You know, we, do, we don't know how it'll end up. Like and the fact they've got options yeah, exactly. says it all. Exactly. So don't be too stressed out, Doggies fans. I know on the table it looks doesn't look great, but there's something brewing there. I promise you that. I promise you that. Uh, now, on to the next game. Before we get there, though. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nine Now, stream live NRL games for free on Nine Now. This week, Nine are starting with Storm vs. Broncos on Thursday. 
Down in Melbourne, which will obviously be a huge game. Friday, they've got another big clash. Panthers hosting the Roosters. Then Sunday Arvo, we have two teams trying to bounce back, mainly playing the Sharks. The biggest games and the best commentary for free. Get on and stream it now, anywhere, anytime. And look, I'll be honest, the nine this week, um, I had some buffering issues. Closed my Explorer and opened it again. Boom, sweet, all sorted. And also the app that I was using on my phone, no issues whatsoever. Um, so it's, it's, they really are, it's a really good service, guys. Yeah, as I said, I'll always be honest, had some issues with some buffering for a little bit, closed the browser, opened it back up, there was no issues after that, and the app on my phone was working seamlessly. So make sure, live and free, nine now, download the app, support them, because they support us, guys. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 